0: Hello and welcome to the Badger Watch podcast where we play cricket11.com and discuss the latest round of the county championship. If I'm not mistaken, this is episode four where we're discussing round four. (laughs) Hugh's trying to put me off. Um, No, it is round four and it is episode four. So, um... We have a Badger down as Chev this week is in Corfu. I don't think he's with the lads in Corfu, but I think he's with the family in Corfu. Um, So it's just myself, Howard and uh, Hugh on the podcast today. Now, the league table is looking good from my respect on the cricket11.com website for the badges in terms of rain play my team atop. Howard, your team with the land of hope and glory are second. Jeff's, who just Hoogisnator is third. And Hugh, you did very well this week. You are now six hundred points or there or thereabouts behind Jeff. You Enough of that patronizing tone span. You were bought them all of last
1: year. Yeah, that yeah. nice to you. You've been top for ten minutes and you're laying it on thick.
0: Yeah, right. Anyway, you did have a good week. You I did have a good week. You've caught up a little bit this week and talked to me about how that happened. Baby steps,
1: isn't it? Really? I, I made some some quite wholesale changes. Um I brought in Bryden cast and gave him the armband straight away and he rewarded me with a. Uh, uh, 100 off 120 balls um, and a few wickets uh, Ollie Robinson got me some points my top order of Labashane, Byram and uh, Wayne Madsen had um, sort of between 60 to 100 runs, scores and mm-hmm. um, Finn Hudson Prentice came into the side and picked up some points. So, yeah, it was it was it was all going very well until the last day when um, Zafar Gohar and Zach Chapel went backwards. Um, but frankly, um, oh, and Michael Nisa scored ninety. Um,
2: so yeah, all in it was a good week. Very good, um, Howard. Who are your top scorers? Also had Ollie Robinson, who I think quite a few people have, and then the only other one of note was uh, Dan Worrell who was a last-minute emergency substitution. He did pretty well until he was promoted to open the batting, chased down 10 and departed with a duck. So that was a nice minus 20. <laughs> um, yeah, the other one was another substitution. Rihan Ahmed came in, uh, scored 90 in the first innings. Yeah, He's a player for 18. He's, he's quite loose and he will be a frustrating watch at times when he's flashing outside his off stump. But boy, has that he got oh, some shots for an 18-year-old.
1: But some of those back foot drives, it was like Saywag in his prime, the way he just hit them so late under his eyes through sort of cover and point. He just looked magnificent.
2: Yeah, very wristy. There's a lot of subcontinent about him. There's a lot of whips through mid-wicket, sort of yeah. Peterson-style um, flamingo shots. But I mean, up against a, a Glamorgan attack with Michael mm-hmm. Neza, Dan de Gouten, decent I mean, just we've all played a little bit. Picture yourself going up against those as an 18 year old, um, and to be able to play with the confidence he does is There's a lot I've to seen. be excited about as an England fan. There,
0: yeah. How did he bowl? Did he get wickets,
2: uh, he didn't get any wickets. Did have he've had South North East put down, but I understand that was a bit of a long hop that got swatted hey, to,
0: the to be honest. For a leg spinner, he's bowled 28 overs and he's only gone at threes, so. It's not. It's not terrible, is it?
1: Um, first, in, in a couple of years, he'll be out on loan at Durham because he won't get picked because he bowls
0: wristies. Mm, I think we'll come on to that. Actually, it's a lovely topic. That yeah, very good. Um, just quickly for me, I had uh, Pajara, and then I did. I
2: don't don't uh, sell yourself short here, Spin, because this is inspired captaincy call of the week.
0: I didn't. I didn't know whether I it's thought cheating. it's cheating. I go. I just don't like it. I had a look basically and I didn't know whether to go for um, Pajaro I don't know was it? who was it I can't remember who it was anyway it was between Rishi Patel and I think um, someone else and I just just had a little look and I thought Rishi Patel's off the back of 100 and Glamorgan every there's an opener every round has got 100 against Glamorgan so I decided to give him the armband I thought it was the baseball approach oh, badgering lovely badgering <laughs> so I captained him and he did very well which was great uh, Pajara, as I said, got a hundred, and then um, Ollie Robinson was the other one for me, who I think we've all got. Um, so, but he got. Well, quite- we've all got Ollie Robinson. What are we doing
1: this week? Because he's got his feet up this week.
0: Yeah, well, my sub keeper is Lewis McManus, who has broken his fingers. So I'm going to have to do a little bit of rejigging. I think this evening, after I hear everyone who you guys are trading in. Well, so
1: I had Dane Schardendorf who's uh-huh. another um, classically Nottinghamshire name. I wonder which part of the trans he comes from. Um, <laughs> but Dane Shardendorf uh, was my backup keeper following an article in the Wisdom Cricketer saying he was a young one to watch and would really push Tom Morse for his place this year. Uh, he hasn't. Um, so I've had to, to get rid of him. Um, I've gone for Michael Pepper uh, at Essex to come Ooh. in, the basics that Ooh. he's going to catch all of Cook and Porter's Knicks this week. Um, he's good value at 36K, but Adam Rossington continues to be out with a finger injury. So I know Pepper's going to play this week and he's cheap. And uh, he's going to catch all of those dismissals from the Surrey
0: Batsman's Aaron Strive. So Michael Pepper this week for me. That's lovely. I have noticed the on the um accountancy system in terms of the price of the keepers, they're very expensive. Yeah. There's not very many in the middle.
1: So I went I went to go and put Ollie Carter in from Sussex because he's um he's not played any first class cricket of note. Um he got sixty odd this week. He's worth more than Ollie Robinson, or perhaps was worth more than Ollie Robinson at the start of the season. So um andrew if you're listening
2: have a word uh, he's not <laughs> word before you slag him off too much i was just about to say he's my sub keeper and has been for this since the start of the season oh what um, did you buy him for then uh, well i don't know what let me see so his current value is 67 400 and he's gone up four thousand four hundred. so he must start at 63.
0: Too much for me. Uh, uh,
2: so you're right. Pretty is, much the same as Ollie Rob yeah, Robinson. Pretty, uh, pretty much the same. yeah. of your finances to have 130k of two keepers? Yeah, well, it saves you a transfer in weeks like this, doesn't it? It's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. Can't put a price on those transfers come September. Exactly. Um, I think I've used a lot of mine already. Very heavy trying to catch you, um, boys.
0: Just looking at the uh, games of last round. Um, let's start with Division One. Howard, as our sort of local Surrey correspondent, with Chepping away as well. Do you want to start with them? They they got a nice big win, didn't they? If you twist my arm, I suppose we can start. <laughs> let's get them out of the way. Is what I think I'm doing.
2: Yeah, get them out of the way yeah very good win uh set up by the the pace bowlers um batting looked a little fragile some some late order runs uh helping out again there Dan worrell hit a useful 40 odd from number 10 I think yeah. um, to get a lead of a 100 and then uh second innings ran through Warwickshire very cheaply so that the the, the bowlers did all the the hard work Kemar Roach and Dan Warrell got a half between.
1: As an England fan, is it concerning that Ollie Pope's um, bipolar form has shown itself again from away from the Oval or at the Oval? Uh, just eight at the uh, first Ashes Test venue. Does does that concern us?
2: Exactly. you can, you can base uh, <laughs> base that assumption on one innings uh, where he gets triggered, then yes, that's very concerning. I think he should be dropped immediately. Mm. Good. Yeah. Interesting on we that. were at Chelmsford this week, weren't we, Hugh? Hill, where he's really at?
1: Well, exactly. I mean, Chelmsford, frankly, is is a as a much harder test of any batter than Edgbaston. Edgbaston's one of the flatter picks around. granted, it wasn't. Granted, it wasn't this
2: week. Judging by the scores, but um, yeah, we'll... it was fairly sporty this week. It was swinging and seaming quite considerably. Chris, Rus- Chris Rushworth was uh, quite a handful
0: yeah it was actually I saw it, it was Ollie, Oliver Hannon Dolby's one hundredth first class game, um which is a fair effort. But I mean, it's a two very good bowling attacks going against each other here. Um Roach and Worrell are they with you? sorry for the whole season?
2: Roach isn't. Uh, and Sean Abbott isn't but Worrell is I believe Warrell well, gave up Australian citizenship that's right well, not citizenship but chance of playing for Australia to come to Surrey did he not he did um, I'd, I'd say it's fair to say quite limited chances of playing for Australia with their yeah. um, current seam attack But
0: I don't know I think Dan Worrell I think in the ashes he'd be lovely wouldn't he they'd love to have him if, in, in in England or New Zealand you know in, in those, well, those got, Scott Boland who might not get in the team anyway um, they got, they've got rich. You, you look at the Ashes test
1: matches. They're so close together. Australia are not playing Hazelwood, Stark and Cummins every game. It, it just doesn't happen anymore. I think Boland will play two, if not three, test matches. And I think that's one thing the Aussies learned from their last series it on a more horses-for-courses basis. And they, they, they took the urn back. So I think we will see a bit more rotation. I think we will see um Nisa or Abbott or one of the other Aussie seamers on rotation that comes into the squad for for two if not three of the games.
0: Well, Nisa's Nisa's start to the season it hasn't been breathtaking, has it? It wasn't he didn't have a
1: breathtaking year last year and um, everything about him you'd say is right for English conditions. I picked him on the basis but I don't know. He, he just hasn't quite found his,
2: found his form in England.
0: Just quickly on that last innings, Howard, why was Worrell and Laws opening the batting? Do they need to get them off? Not very many.
2: No, I just think no, they just needed 10 to win, so I think they thought they'd have a bit of fun.
0: Right.
1: Or is it the openers don't fancy getting getting not many... And out is that is it, a, is it a fear thing
2: from the Surrey? It could well be. Sibley didn't fancy a double fade against
1: his
0: own. Burns and Sibley are trying to get back in the England team. That is not very in quotations baseball of them, is it? To to send someone else in to hit the winning runs for you, um, but
1: then you you look at what they got bowled at them Rob Yates bowling over and Tom Laws hit him for two maximums. So, <laughs> You shouldn't be that worried about that. I don't It seems a very odd innings. Maybe it is a hard, the whole thing's basbal. There was almost that chance <laughs> in the summer last year when McCullum said to Anderson, Have you hit the winning runs in a test yeah. before? Do you want to open? I yeah,
0: want, yeah, that's fair enough. I think, yeah, maybe we're putting it, maybe we've put words in, in their mouths there. That might be unfair of us to judge from our spectators' seats. Um, the other game, Middlesex Kent, I think that was looking quite sort of. An average game until the second inning. Did anyone see that? Until Kent's second innings, I think. They sort of spilled it there. Um,
2: I see a lot of it, but Tim Murta was rolling back the years again. He is a name that comes up on our podcast with relative frequency. And he'd been dropped, I think, for the previous game, brought back into the. Well, had he been rested at his age, I dare say he might have been rested.
0: Hmm. Club captain still? No. He's He's in his
2: 40s. He can't play three first class games on the spin. Anderson when you run in five miles an hour and bowl at sixty
1: five. Yeah, but twelve days of first class cricket in twenty one is hard graft. Come on, let's let's all be let's all be friendly here. Um, I think we need this moment to acknowledge what a county championship legend Tim Murtagh is, and uh, oh, maybe yeah. end the podcast after him. But to to trim up Zach Crawley twice, maybe we said it a couple of weeks ago that he would be Crawley's nemesis, and and maybe Marnus Labuschagne bowling at. 45 miles an hour might be enough for Crawley in the first Ashes test but I, I think Murta Murta's played a lot of county cricket at Lords and you look at the wickets he took he's he's moving the ball off the seam up the hill which just seems frightening I don't know how you do that
0: yeah it is extraordinary I mean he is he is an incredible player he's, he's retired from international duty has he? he? What, yeah
1: after his one test I think or two tests
0: so he won't one. be playing against England and that'll be some music to uh, Crawley's ears I imagine um <laughs> But yeah, I think I think that was all quite an even game to an extent. Two two nine. No, sorry, first innings from Kent, and then two two nine, and then Kent went from something like eighty for two to one hundred and twenty eight all out basically. Um, You're yeah, right. Yeah. Eighty seven for, for three to one hundred twenty eight all out. Um, well, therefore, eighty seven for two. The ball before. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Exactly. Um, so. That is quite a collapse, which basically handed Middlesex the win there. Um, and did you see There was a lovely clip from the LV County Championships um, Twitter account was just uh, another one is um, another maybe legend is John Simpson. He was standing up to all of the oh. far from Helm, just doing it beautifully.
1: It, um, it was so easy on the eye, wasn't it? It was,
0: mm. it was a keeper porn, I have to say. He, um, John Simpson has these ginormous gloves. I think his the palm of his gloves are about the size of my whole hand and the ball just looks so small in them. Just melts into them. But mm-hmm. I, I watched
1: that clip and I couldn't help but thinking him or Ollie Robinson in another age would have played 60 Test matches.
0: Yeah, I don't we think... We are I...
1: absolutely spoilt for choice in England for wicketkeeper batsmen at the moment. Folks mm-hmm. is, without doubt, the gloveman of a generation. But you've got Butler and Bairstow who are very good batters who keep and it means that these guys are relegated to the status of county cricketers they would have played a lot of international cricket in another age
0: it's true i don't think you would have thought that if john simpson would get capped it would be in one day cricket either which he obviously did during the covid series against uh was it pakistan
1: yeah the one they sort of basically had to put a separate team up
0: yeah and then when billings got called up for the test series in australia he must have been a little bit um annoyed i would i would suggest um in terms of his record in the counter championship versus others
1: yeah i think that was more because he was in the country from big bash he, he drove to that's Spain right it, he it drove.
0: yeah exactly um brilliant any uh in then division one again i think they were two three day finishes so they were all done within three days and then um the rest of it was division two um Durham, who I think are looking pretty good, aren't they? They got four, five, two for nine, um, declared, and then bowled Derbyshire out twice. I think it'd be interesting to see what happens with Matt Potts there because he took all their wickets, didn't he? Yeah,
1: um, he had a bag. It was an interesting game of cricket because Durham lost first innings wickets. I think they'd have been they were under a hundred for four um, before uh, Robinson and Carst put on a big partnership. Um, and and with some runs from Coughlin, got, got up to a big total. But they, early on, um, Derbyshire lost the advantage there.
0: Yeah. so I mean, Durham have got a lovely, they've got a big, we said it on the WhatsApp group, it's a big tail there. Um, Coughlin at, where's he down nine. there? He was at nine. He's at
1: eight, Cars at seven. There's a lot of runs there.
0: Be interesting, I think, if he does get called up for England, um, pots. that is, because um, he's taken a lot of their wickets now. So it'd be interesting to see who Durham have got in the in the back locker. But um, in that game, and we'll talk about it now, it was um, Matthew Parkinson of Lancashire CC loaned out to Durham. What do we think of that? It's a strange one, isn't
2: it? Played Durham. the first game of the year for Lancashire. I think it, did he get five wickets against Surrey? Second innings? Yeah. Yeah, did. Um, I think there was some probably quite generous batting from Surrey trying to set up a declaration, so they were going after him a bit, but um, played his part there, and then partly came in for Lancashire's second game, and they've decided... I think it's only a two-week loan, isn't it?
1: I thought it was a month, but the the game beginning in... Late May is then the last game for about a month or so because of the blast. So I imagine it's till the start of the blast. But Kuhneman had a back injury, so presumably he's out for that period of time. I would guess.
2: Yeah, yeah. it's not a, it's not a good, nice thing to see for England cricket fans. I think he's Parkinson from this time last year, where he had a very good start to the first class summer and mm-hmm. was. And a test match. Uh, well, yeah, he played. He came on as that concussion sub first game when yeah. Leach <laughs> whacked his head on the floor, didn't he? And then since yeah. then, he seems to have fallen well down the pecking order.
0: Yeah, I think it's, or is it, or is it just a smart thing? He's getting some cricket Lancashire. Obviously, don't think they need him at the moment. Um, is it a good thing for him, or or do we? Is it you know from it doesn't look particularly good from the sort of average person's point of view, but is could it actually be a really good idea for him go out to get some wickets, etc.
1: It's not the first time we've seen a leggy left out in this time of year. Look at Mason Crane's track record. Um, I think in this time of year, having a leggy come on, realistically, they're only going to be bowling at the tail because... Um, you might have a finger spinner to try and build up some pressure. Yeah. But if if, if a leggy can't build up that pressure because they're not all Shane Warne and can't be that consistent, yes. it's very difficult for them to hold down a spot in a side at this time of year. They basically only will bowl at the tail as a result. And... Actually, Hartley's a very good batter. I personally think he's got a great future ahead of him. I really like him as a cricketer and I get why Lancashire want to, to show faith in him. Uh, he took a hatful in a Stiffs game against Essex earlier in the season um, and he can bat and he scored some runs in the game he played. I get It's more I can see why they're playing Hartley as unpopular as it is. Um, I think they'd love to have him in their side come July and August well there's no cricket in August obviously is there because of the uh, uh, the 100 ball tournament um, but I think I, I I do get it from Lancashire's selection um, it's not easy and it's hard to take as an England fan because I think England and would rather play a leggy the way they're playing than a finger spinner because it's just, obviously, Leach is the incumbent. But, you know, it showed Leach was injured and they went for the leggy in Parkinson as the next cab off the rank. So it's an interesting time.
0: I mean, Parkinson did take five foot against Surrey in the first game of the season, um, coming on first change in their sorry second innings, albeit. But, I mean... Following 23 overs in the first innings, and he hasn't really been seen since. That could be the wickets they're playing on, I suppose, the opposition, et cetera. So and then maybe like they like they've, you know, in terms of Hartley, you say Hartley can bat as well, which probably goes for him. Um yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting one, I think. It's quite um hopefully it's not the you know, it's not a of bad sign, is is what we hope, I think, for for him. And then um, if we move on to the other games in Division two is Gloucestershire had a, a pretty normal draw against um, Sussex. Although Sussex, I mean, we've said it before, I think Sussex probably would have won that game had it not been for the rain, if anyone saw that. Um, Gloucestershire really struggling, really, for runs. No one's really stringing together any any sort of runs for them at the moment. Um,
2: struggling for conditions as well, though, aren't they? It's the third one in a row that they've had that has been... If not completely washed out, severely weather affected.
0: Yeah, I think they've only managed maximum twenty overs each first day of cricket, which doesn't really help anything. So I, 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 that's pretty unlucky, I would say. Like, I think the the, the county ground at Bristol's water table is extremely high, um, and so if there's any rain, it just is very wet. So. Um, I don't know if you can blame. It's nothing new. I just
2: wonder if if they need to start making provisions to say, particularly the Yorkshire game that was abandoned. Mm-hmm. It was it was seemed to be very good. It not it come as no surprise to the locals that that game was washed out without a ball bowled, and people knew that in advance of the game. Can they look at starting to use Cheltenham more as a as a last minute switch of fixtures? How how feasible is that?
0: It's school ground, isn't that, it?
2: It's ha- it just seems to be happening too much. They're losing too much cricket and not getting results because of it.
1: I think it's difficult to make last-minute switches because it takes so long to prepare a game for a four-day pitch. Uh, at my old club, we did a bit of Minor Counties hosting and to prepare a pitch for a three-day pitch um, for Minor Counties cricket took a lot of extra effort above and beyond the normal effort that goes into a pitch for one day Um I think you've also got the resourcing of and probably actually sadly in twenty twenty three the health and safety of having cricket around school children when it's normally in the summer holidays as opposed to during term time, I think it's very difficult to host. Um I think it would be lovely to have that as an easy answer. I don't think it's that easy without having to sound drearily practical.
0: There's, um yeah, I think it's in it's, it's a it's a tough one. I think the school at Chel- Cheltenham is a school grounds, so that's where Cheltenham College play but I do the other one is the members as well do you think like the members are thinking they're going to a home game if they're going to switch it to someone like Cheltenham and Bristol aren't that close to each other this yeah it's a good point if you know, know whether, if, the, if you're
2: faced with the choice of a washout versus we'll get some cricket over here and make your own decision I don't know but I, I don't think it's that straightforward and I also think
1: Cheltenham's water table or amount of rain is probably quite similar to bristol a lot of cricket clubs are struggling to are struggling to get cricket on the east anglian premier league without wanting to go back to myself again put the whole league season back a week okay. because the amount of rain there's been it's been so hard for groundsmen to get onto uh, onto the grounds to roll them. A lot of Somerset have got very similar issues. They're not a million miles away and they're having some of the same issues. So um, I, I am a bit more forgiving than perhaps the Surrey member who's used to the gazillion dollar facilities that they've got at the Oval because of uh, of what they can sell on a Friday night for the T20.
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, also, it might be a little bit easier, less the the Gloucester yorkshire game might have been a bit easier if they had said, Yorkshire, can we post up at your place but then you've got the ticket thing and I don't know it's tough isn't it um, and then the other game was a draw between Leicester and Glamorgan we spoke about Rian Ahmed is there any other performances of note in that game Marne uh, seems to have found some form mm, Marne 64 um which I think um oh Billy Root, first baller for Glamorgan, unlucky.
2: Um Chris Wright has had a very good start to the year for Leicester as well. Took another for, got wickets at Yorkshire, wickets and runs against Yorkshire. Um, another sort
0: of county stalwart, isn't he? He's been around been around for some time. A a lot, quite a few counties, as Chris Wright actually. Um deservedly so, in respect though, of he keeps getting signed up. And I think he's keeps he's a bit like um Almost like the sort of Jimmy Anderson of the county championship. He sort of gets better with age, I would say.
2: <laughs> he, if he's listening, Chris, get on this.
0: He'll yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, is there yeah, not an
1: argument that Jimmy Anderson's the Jimmy Anderson of the county championship?
0: No, well, he's more of an international cricketer isn't he? I just think Chris Wright is, um, yeah, Okay okay that maybe I'm... i mean
1: i mean that mantle surely darren stevens well, until, not until not... someone keeps going and getting better and better
0: that's true i um, think chris wright keeps signing a couple of like a one-year deal with Leicester, and then Another deal. Um,
1: if, if there's something not to speak about from the Leicestershire Glamorgan game, it's Eddie Byram's bowling at the end of it. Uh, he finished the game with a uh, a ball that bounced five times. I was going to try and call that a quintuple bouncer, but I don't know if that's the right English. But it's, it's absolute dross.
0: I think the worst thing about it is um, it, it looked like he actually didn't mean it as well.
1: Yeah, it's an accident. Yeah, it's... it's, (laughs) it's, It is. Um, The fifth last ball of the game, uh, your man, uh, Rishi Patel, disposited for six off Byram as well. So uh, he contributed to my negative points on day four of the county championship. I started the day with more points than I finished with because of that dross bowling.
0: I think actually that's why the draw is not good for county championship cricket. That's why they've taken that point down, isn't it? Because of... um... Games like that is not really going to get people coming to watch when it's a dead rubber at the end, like that. Um, we've mentioned Marnus and we've mentioned Nessa. We've got, um, is it Steve Smith's first game technically this week? It is.
1: Any of you boys piling into a bit of smudger action? Not for me, no.
0: Uh, it's going to be too expensive, I think. Um, it's only there for three games. Yeah, isn't three it? games. I mean, it's
1: hard to justify.
0: We've um, there is um, the big the big topic, I suppose, is, you know, is it good having him in the game one for three games? uh, And just looking at a few headlines is Sussex spell won't provide me with an Ashes advantage is what he said. I mean, do we think it's do we think it's good that he's coming in for three games ahead of the Ashes? Um, Is it good for English cricket in general? And is it good? Is it good for Sussex? Is it good for the Cats championship? What do you guys think?
2: Certainly not going to provide him with a, an Ashes disadvantage, is it? I, I think it's a slightly silly comment to make when when he's going there to play cricket. Is, is he doing it purely for the money? Because I'm sure he could get that money by going off to some Twenty over franchise league somewhere. Um, Probably just so, doing it for Realistically, is facing Worcestershire,
1: Leicestershire, and Glamorgan going to prepare for the Ashes? Of those three attacks, Michael Neese is the only international quality seamer. I don't think he's getting that much of a preparation. I really don't.
0: I also I think there's two ways to think about this is like one of them is that we've got so many Australian like Wes Agar's at Kent he's done really well. He got fourth the last game. Um, you've got if, you got Labashanya at um, Sorry, what was his name? Labashanya Labashane. What, like your lasagna. Yeah, sorry. I sort of panicked actually. There's a um nah. there is a Japanese rugby player with the same surname, who's obviously from South Africa. Um and they they call he calls himself Labaskagni. So uh, <laughs> you called yeah. Manus Lava, Lava Lasagna. <laughs> I called him Lubershane is uh, Glamorgan. And um yeah, I mean is it is it good that England are providing these guys with sort of a a bit of practice on their wickets, getting used to it? It never goes the other way
1: because the Sheffield Shield has such an intolerance to overseas players. There's only a handful that have ever done it. Yeah. However, we have done it throughout history of having overseas players in in the county championship granted it used to be for more like whole seasons at a time but stuart law became the player he was arguably for his time spent in county championship and if one of the war brothers or darren lehman and martin love had all got injured at the same time stuart law would have been the next cab off the rank because he'd been finished in county championship I don't think you can deny that Australian cricketers make the county championship standard better. Mm. And for someone like Tom Haynes or Ali Orr, who are young guys at Sussex, to have a few weeks around Stephen Smith, I think I think's absolutely invaluable. And I think the quality of overseas pros brings up the standard of county cricket. For the young lad uh, Gibbon at Worcestershire to be bowling at Steve Smith is only going to make him a better cricketer by trying to bowl to someone like that. And I think... I, I'm slightly perverse to perhaps most England fans in that I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it improves improves the profile of the counter game and I think it improves the cricketers around it. Um, Steve Smith's played on three Ashes Tours before. He knows what the conditions are like. He's scored enough runs over here. He'll probably <laughs> still be man of the series either way and score a gazillion runs. The average is 58 um, in England, I think. He's not going to be facing Anderson or Broad with Broad's new outswinger before the um, before the first test. They're, they're going to be having net sessions and outfield practices amongst the Australian squad. I don't have an issue with it. I think it's good for our game, and there might be some benefit from us down the line. I think you've got to look at it like that, Howard. I think you disagree.
2: Uh, no, I would generally agree. Uh, I, I said I, I think I think he does get some advantage, but I think getting runs in certain conditions and just build, if he gets runs, he will be more confident than had he come over uh, straight off a of plane, had a few net sessions. I don't yeah. I don't think there's any substitute for runs in the middle, whoever it's against. If he can feel the ball in the middle of the bat, he'll go into that first test feeling more confident than he would, having not got any scores under his belt in England. That's my only thought on it. Um, I think you're right. I think that the games that he, partly by, by chance, the, the games that he's got have probably been against some of the weaker bowling attacks in, in Div 2. You've got Pajara there. You've got a couple of young English openers at Sussex already that, uh, that potentially he could be coming in, depending on where he bats, at 300 for three or something.
1: So uh, if you're Chiteshwar Pajara, do you drop down to four to let Steve Smith bat at three? Well,
2: well no, Pujara's well, he's, well, he's, four this year, hasn't he? Yeah, because you've got all-stop three. So, right. Haynes and Ali, or then Tom Allstop at three, Pajara four. Could Steve Smith be coming in at five? How's that ego off going to go? How are they going to
1: reshuffle? That's the big question. You know, it's not whether he gets an advantage from this or the Ashes, it's who's got the bigger dick, him or Cheteshwar
2: Pajara? <laughs> Pajara, me. That is interesting. He's the man that's there for the year. If I was him, I'd dig my heels in. You know, if this was the grade cricketer podcast,
1: it's not, but I'm sure they would be having these discussions. You know, who's the alpha? Who's champing each other? Chiteshwar, good shot champ to Steve.
0: Is that what we're going to see?
2: Wouldn't it be great if one of them ran the other out? Oh, it'd be lovely. Bloody
0: lovely. Is is, it it out of the question you think that Pajaro would open? Yes. I think so, yeah.
1: I yeah. I I I would see Pooj, slipping up to three. Who's batted for three for India before Smith's batted for his whole career. I, I I I if I was Tom, Tom awful, I, I, I'd be booking a holiday to Ibiza for May, If I was Tom, awful. Awful. <laughs> you're not going to be doing anything, son. Get yourself ready for the blast.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I. <laughs> I I generally agree, actually, with all the comments. I actually think it makes it. It does make the county championship a much better game. And I think Sussex. Like, can you imagine this weekend? It's a long, you know, bank holiday weekend. You're, you've got the chance to go watch Pajara and Steve Smith. I mean, it's going to increase revenue. I think it's going to increase all that sort of stuff. I do think it does bring the standard up. And I, I also think people will be thinking if you take the reverse approach of. The very English mentality is to be like, oh, my God, we're giving them so much practice. They're going to be, you know, so keyed up for the ashes. Look at it our way. We're actually getting a lot of footage on these guys. A lot of the county coaches can feed back to people about, you know, the England coaches about their um Weaknesses, how they bowl at them, what they're doing. The Oppenheimer's all have those cameras on their chest. Yeah. Yeah. And then, Ollie, I mean, Robinson gets a really good look at him in the Nets, for example. Uh, I think Apparently,
1: he bowled him third ball in the Nets this week. No, I, so, I saw oh. an interview this week. Ollie Robinson had said he wasn't going to bowl at him, yeah. and then he bowled him a minute back, at which he left, and it came into a stump. I read it in an interview. I'm not that sad. I've been watching nets.
0: Was it just an offie?
1: Did you bowl his offie? Maybe he just bowls me offie. Maybe <laughs> that that would be the dream. That would be the dream.
0: Yeah, I, I I generally I think I think it probably gets blown out of proportion because it's the Ashes, right? I mean, if there was a West Indies test, I don't think anyone would be worried that Shy Hope is. Yeah. Um, if i was
1: joe leach or dylan pennington though of oh. worcestershire attack i might be making my excuses to go to the coronation instead this week <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure i fancy people up pajara and smith that looks like a lot of hard work
0: yeah that is tough isn't it um especially pajara starts the season it's been really good so in your team is he spent yeah, he is. Yeah, that's why I'm top actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, um to this year. a couple of shout outs actually to our we have got an open competition. Um You're doing quite well on that, are you? Yeah, Spell? I'm second, yeah. Um <laughs> Gareth N is third. Gareth, big shout out. Thank you for your correspondence on Twitter. Please keep it coming. Um Fusion Banquet. Don't know who that is. They kept themselves private, but they are top with six thousand eight hundred points.
1: <laughs> um, fusion, fusion Banquet.
0: And then um, Adam G, John T, and a couple of others. Andy H and Matt H coming in, and then there's a few others. It's quite a strong. It's quite a big league there, actually. How many people there? Have we got more entrants than listeners yet? Yes, yes, we have. Right. We've got more listeners than entrants is what I mean. Sorry. Good. Well, any
1: any listeners do get in touch. We'll have you on the podcast. You can talk about your strategies.
0: Actually, the um um someone sent me a message today so, uh, this week saying, "Hey, are you um still doing the podcast? I would love to listen to the latest couple of episodes." So, um, how was mother? Know? <laughs> i said how was mother yeah it wasn't mum um so viewers thank you very much for the message here's a little shout out for you um so i sent him the latest uh latest couple of episodes which he's going to listen back to um thanks that's the barn cc second eleven captain um yeah so that's very good um anyway what about changes to the week? We've had a little discussion on our wicket keepers. Um, anyone else needing changes? Or are we going to... Have we done enough this
1: season? I've, I've continued my uh, quite a wholesome activity of trying to make big changes because I'm well behind. So, trying to catch up. Um, Eddie Byram has got the chop because... Ooh. Um, I think he scored too slowly for the current rules, and so I've tried to basball my team up. So I've brought in Dan Mousley, or Mousley, Mousley. Very good. Who yeah, here, Who clearly likes to get on with it, except for against Surrey when it was all a bit difficult. Yeah. Um, yeah. Michael Pepper in for Shuttendor. Um And I've got rid of Zappa Gohart because... He's Not going to bowl before the blast. Um, he probably will now go and take 10 for, but also Gloucestershire, most of their games get rained off. So I've brought in Dane Paterson, yes, yeah, nice. Uh, Nottinghamshire. So I've got a full 11 hopefully out tomorrow, barring any disasters. Yep. Um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Wayne Madsen to take the armband against uh, an okay Leicestershire attack. That's looking my Best option yet.
0: With a a counter-championship version of Jimmy Anderson?
1: (laughs) Well, yes, there is that. Uh, It would have been Mahn, but I think the Yorkshire attack is probably quite strong. So I've not gone for Mahn. Nisa hasn't blown me away yet. Um, So the armband goes to Madsen. Greg James off of Radio 1 would be thrilled if you're listening, Mm -hmm. Greg. And how many transfers will that leave you with, Hugh? That'll lead me with 17 remaining. But once I get my squad right, I've proven myself to be quite frugal with transfers in the past. That's Um, true. So, uh, granted, that'll be 17 trades through, I think, 11 rounds. So I will be leaving it a bit tight. But I just need to get myself right. I think the point scoring for economic bowlers and fast scoring batters has really changed this
0: year. Interesting. Howard, your changes. Yeah, uh,
2: mostly substitutions. So bringing back uh, a few of the guys that sat out, I think Lewis Gregory comes back in this week from the bench and will probably be captain at home to Northamptonshire. There's probably a few wickets in that for him, I'd like to think. Um, A wobbling Northampton batting lineup this year. It has been, hasn't it? It's been Mm. a bit shaky. Uh, and they've lost Chris Tremaine as well now, haven't they? Who's their one standout one to look out for?
1: Lance Morris has come in for him, who made an Aussie test squad and is very, very highly talked about down under. Um, pace bowler, he's a pace bowler and he's quick, he bowls 150. Uh, I almost said miles an hour, (laughs) kilometers an hour. Look out for Lance Morris if you're anywhere near Wantage Road. Get down and see Lance Morris, even though he's playing at Taunton, so get down there. <laughs>
2: get down, watch it on the big screen.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: I thought he was injured, and so he wasn't going to join. Uh, they signed
1: him and Tremaine, Tremaine to do April and Morris to do uh, May. It sounds like a similar thing to Abbott, where the Australian board don't want to overwork them. Um, he made an, uh, a test squad in the winter. Um, I wanted to bring him in, but I just didn't have enough money because I think he's overpriced, having been unproven in England. But so I went for Dane Paterson instead. But a bit of me will live in regret when he takes seven for and blows away Somerset at Taunton.
0: Interesting, very good. Yeah, I've heard good things. Heard it here first.
2: <laughs> the other, the other change I've got that might be quite controversial. I've got two bowlers with a buy. Wes Agar and Tom Price both oh, yeah. sitting up, So I probably need to get rid of one of those. And having seen a bit of Wes Agar. I like what I see. A big mm. burly burly lad. I think he'll do quite well for Kent. Um, which leaves Porton Price, having been the star performer of the season so far, with his head on the block this week, I think.
0: Well, so he, minus 43 last week. Points. Yeah, exactly. Take
2: profit. Take profit. Take the profit and probably look to Chelmsford for some reinforcements of the Surrey bowling attack so to to accompany dan warrell i mean we might get sean abbott in there as well i assumed when you said look to Chelmsford, you'd have cook or porter because that's natural it's still it's still possible that would be the emotional hedge um but it, this could be head over yeah. heart so i've also come to a
1: conclusion that picking people in the same team in the same area is dreadful decision making because very rarely do two players in the same team get 100 so if you've both got them it's unlikely to be your two or you've got the same bowlers that they're taking wickets away from each other you need to you need to diversify your investment strategy stage words from a man worried about Surrey's pace attack (laughs) you know what Harmer's going to bowl you
2: lot out he's been saving up a big performance we'll see what we'll see what treat your ground staff have been preparing this week shall we
1: (laughs) In the absence of a spinner in Surrey's lineup, I imagine you're going to turn up to Chelmsford and it's going to look like Mumbai. Sorry, you know, that, red dirt, that red dirt, they've imported some from Mumbai. It's going to turn
2: square from the third ball. England's test spinner, Will Jacks, coming back into...
0: Oh, yeah? Are you going to get, have a punt on him?
2: No, but I reckon there's a fair few people that have got Cameron Steele after his first game heroics that are going to be disappointed when he doesn't make the starting 11 tomorrow. Although I've also had a single work gone and put in a meeting between 10 and 11 tomorrow. So I'm not going to be looking at at starting 11s.
1: I might start phoning up your business and asking for meetings with Howard Knights from 10.30 to 11. This is Uh, excellent
2: news. Thank you you for that. Between Um, you and and the gatepost, I've started to put a few blockers in to prevent that happening in future weeks.
0: I'm... um... I'm gonna to have to do some wicketkeeping trading because I think McManus is out for the foreseeable, which is annoying. Um, You've got two non-keepers for this week. Yeah, I've got, I haven't got a keeper this week. And
1: the the uh, annoying one is George Bell. Andrew, listen, George Bell is a wicketkeeper and he's labelled as a batter because he would be the reserve keeper. Everyone would have had at the start. Yeah,
0: absolutely. The um, I am gonna. I've, I'm captain Gregory at the moment, and I've got. Uh, I've subbed in Milan for. Um David Lloyd, actually. Lloyd is, is gone. Um and my all rounder is at the moment Liam Travaskis. He's got a buy not even playing that much. So James Sales was very cheap at thirty two thousand dollars Um he didn't play the last game for Northamptonshire, so I'm gonna have to make a really it could be the worst round I have, I think. Good to hear. <laughs> Anyway, we'll wrap it up there with just a quick look at the, just as we wrap up with the table, Surrey are top of Div 1 and um, Div 2 leaders are Durham. So I think, do we think that's going to be part for the course for the rest of the season? So. Is, yes. Durham, I think, will.
1: Durham look a good side. Money talks in Div 1.
0: And the other one to look for is Bearstow is back, I think, as well, tomorrow. But we can maybe touch on that this week. I think That nice.
1: might be the solution to your keeper worries, Sven.
0: Yeah, I don't think I can afford him. The one thing you can't do on the game as well is you can't mass sub people to them. Yeah. Get all your money and then diversify your money. But anyway, that's enough on that. Um, but you can
1: roll back to sort of work it back.
0: Right, yeah.
1: Best there's a keeper, 105,000 shekels. He's yours.
0: Right. I'm going to have to go away and think about my team. And we'll leave it there, I think. That's been a lovely um, thing. Chev, we've missed you, but hopefully he's back next week. (laughs) Um, And thank you to everyone for um, listening. Um, If you do listen, please tweet us at BadgerWatchPod. We'll always respond to you because we don't get many other tweets. So that's great. Uh, (laughs) thank you very much for listening this is an unspun cricket production production and we will see you next week thank you